my favorite review on iTunes is a, is number three here, the yeah. title of which is going to listen to these, and then the body just says might as well. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> episode 85 of the insert credit podcast i'm alex jaffe and my favorite alien race in a video game is the hanar in the mass effect series Ooh, uh my name is frank cifaldi and my favorite alien race in a video game is um i guess the one's an echo those are pretty cool uh my name is tim rogers and uh my favorite alien race in the video game. Uh, do the, the reptoids from, uh, or the reptites from Chrono Trigger count? Are they, they're aliens, right? I I'm just going to say Lavos from Chrono Trigger. That's my, my choice. All right. One-man race, I guess. I haven't ever thought of uh, what it would, what uh, the implications of there being a whole race of Lavoses out there. Uh, so I'm Brandon Sheffield, and my favorite... Um, alien race in a video game is Soldier. Yeah. Alien Soldier. Nice. That's pretty good. Yes. Wait, no, no, hold on, hold on. My favorite alien race is uh, the any, any any race in F-Zero with aliens in it. Alright. Uh, so, we're uh, broadcasting... Hey, Tim, is it hammer time over there? I was just curious. <laughs> Tim, why don't you tell our listeners where you're broadcasting from today? So I'm broadcasting live from a... Uh, miniature golf course in uh, San Francisco, and uh, I'm on the Wi-Fi here. Yeah. Cool. And uh, first ever podcast, which is brought one-fourth from a miniature golf course. Yeah, that's about uh, it's about the size of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so, just going to sit here with my microphone muted most of the time, that's just so I can be participating. Well, thank Maybe, you for your consideration. How about this? How about I type some words and then you guys read them? I'll just have my microphone muted. <laughs> if, if the background noise gets to be too much. I've been thinking about hosting that way for a while. You well, practically we can, did. One time. We can try it today. All right. Uh, let's launch into our first topic. What we do here is that I introduce a topic, we discuss it for six minutes, and we do that until I run out of topics. Our first topic uh, is about uh, recent video game news. The Legend of Atari's New Mexico landfill of E.T. cartridges was in the news again this week. What more recent video game stories could you see eventually passing into Legend? Hmm. Passing into Legend, huh? Okay, so I guess the the main things that that requires uh, would be something that is... that people don't immediately know everything about mm-hmm. or about which the popular opinion was incorrect from the beginning. Um, I think that's pretty fair, yeah. Yeah, I think so I think those those are two things that could make that happen. What so, about uh, Frog Fractions 2, then? Frog Fractions 2, yeah, let's, let's... 
if it's possible that Jim could do something where he might, uh, like, I don't know, release multiple things that are Frog Fractions 2, and people will still be guessing, was this Frog Fractions 2? Yeah. Or he could not release it somehow and have it be another thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's <clears throat> that's a thought. Uh, what about... Hmm, so I think things with physical hardware are are interesting. Like, um, there was a rumor for really forever that, I mean, not that many people cared about it, but that there was a Strider port for the Super Graphics. Mm-hmm. And it was never true, and they it all came from, like, a misunderstanding that, I don't know, one of the, like, EGM or something had off of a translation or something is like that, that. Is that really the, the conclusion of that story, though? Because I could swear that if you... If you I could swear I read a page maybe on Chris Covell's site that went through all of them. It's not just EGM. Like, Famitsu, I think, talked about it as well. And I think some screenshots we saw don't quite match up to anything else. Hmm. I remember... I remember... It's, it's, it's already a lesson. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I, I remember a post that may have been from Chris Covell that was a, an April Fool's joke that was sure. uh, proving a lot of the stuff. That's not what I'm um, talking about at all. Yeah. So, anyway... That's what it takes. <laughs> this kind of this kind of a thing where we don't really know. So, what about the uh, the the uh, the specifics of a lawsuit settlement? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, none are specifically coming to mind, but like maybe maybe some uh, weird something weird with Dennis Dyack. That guy's in court sometimes. Yeah, that that stuff could happen. Like two human two was was completely complete or something. But yeah. it has to be a real thing. That time Miyamoto had to be someone's butler. Because we we can't just make it up. So right. Um, I feel like if anybody had cared about it, that particular game that I worked on that I can't talk about or else I'll get sued could have uh, gone into Legend if if that was a game that anyone cared about. But um. They didn't, so uh, it wouldn't. But yeah, okay, I so, think. Oh. What What about like Final Fantasy 15, which started as something else? Like that that kind of scenario could go into Legend, um, like or uh, um, Resident Evil 4. What that game actually started as? Sure. Oh, people could forget that Duke Nukem Forever ever came out, and uh, imagine that it's still in development hell. That's true. Yeah. Um, that's it's. Uh, that's. I don't think that's going to happen. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, what so were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, I was I was being offered hors d'oeuvres at the time this question was being asked, so I had muted the sound so that I could hear, so that I could politely decline, uh, even though they looked delicious. I do not allow myself to eat delicious things. Uh, what, what's the question? It's how what does it take for a game to become a legend? Uh, what, what more is? recent news stories than the E.T. landfill could you see passing into legend? Ah, uh, okay. I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. Cool. Specific lawsuit settlements sounds like uh, like it. I mean, like what really did happen with Silicon Knights? Like what really happened? Who knows? Right. What was the settlement there? Or like uh, with uh, all the all, all that respawn stuff. 
Like what yeah. actually happened there? Um, Gunpei Yokoi is definitely yeah. a modern legend. His or more modern legend. His death is uh, people still speculate that Nintendo could have engineered it, but it's true that he had left the company uh, already and done a bunch of other things after that, like the Wonder Swan um, yeah. after after the Virtual Boy. But still, that's it. It is. It does have kind of legend status because it's the 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 surroundings of death are slightly mysterious. Um, the police port report wasn't was uncharacteristically uh, not done well. I mean, not filed well, etc. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my favorite answer. Is, uh, so I guess it's a lot harder to spread these myths around now that we have the internet. Which yeah, I, I just want to say that for the record, I'm pretty sure Gunpei Yokoi just died in an accident. I'm pretty sure yeah. it was an accident. I think everyone here agrees, yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, get, get but but people won't there. stop talking about it. He, he, he dies like every week. Yeah, okay. every, every week somebody's like, yeah, I think, I think he definitely, yeah, I don't know, man. Him and Bill Cosby. Kill Cosby. <laughs> yeah, kill Bill Cosby. Uh, here's our next topic. Have you ever bought a system in order to play one particular video game? Um, I wonder. I kind of feel like every system I've ever bought was to play one particular video game, but it's more like that was the particular video game that drove me over the edge to buy it as opposed to this is the only one I need. Right. Um, so that's a hard question to answer. Like I, I always wait until there's a game that I need to play to buy a system. So I've uh, I, I've actually got a little bit better than uh, buying a game console just to play one game. Like I had played uh, Super, or I had watched my neighbor kid play Super Mario Brothers because all he had for his NES was Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt, right? And like I immediately, as a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old or whatever I was, was de- was able to determine that Duck Hunt was trash. Duck Hunt was just a piece of garbage game. It was just a stupid little gimmicky turd of a game, right? And uh, But I knew Super Mario Brothers was good, and I knew that the console came with both of them. So I obtained a Nintendo. I did not buy it. I did not steal it. I obtained a Nintendo Entertainment System just to play Super Mario Brothers 1 and exclude Duck Hunt from <laughs> my my dreams of what I wanted to play on that console. So, yeah. Did yeah. you have the combo cartridge and ignore Duck Hunt, or did you specifically seek out Super Mario Brothers on its own? I had the combo cartridge and just literally never played Duck Hunt. Got it. Um, I guess I, this might be a this is a this is a silly answer, but I definitely bought a Vita just to play Gunhouse. Uh, <laughs> I had to make it with that. But that's that's not that's not a real answer. I think no. that I. That's a question we ask on this show once a year, and we haven't gotten around to it this year. Is true. the Vita worth buying yet? Well, I'm I'm still uh, I, st- I still want to answer the other question. All right. Um, I did. I I think I basically bought the Super Graphics to play one game because they only have six. Yeah. So I mean, it's it it's essentially the same thing. Um, because you you I mean, buying that thing, there's not much more you can do. It's got it's got that uh, ghouls and ghosts, ghosts and goblins, goblins and town friends. Goblins and town friends, yeah. Goblins and town friends, as it's known. Um, and uh, yeah, that's a weird European name because uh, they, 
they don't uh, they don't allow anyone to put ghouls in a title in Europe. So mm-hmm. yeah, it had extra exaggerated animations where they're just like, they're all like springing around and and the music yeah. is and because uh, that's every European game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, it doesn't go loop de doop de doop. It goes. Like a oh, that's true. You're right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good point. So it's, it's, and, it's and you collect over. you collect a whole lot of stuff too. Yeah, you got to collect the things. You got to jump on the platform. Actually, we're joking about that, but the Commodore 64 version of Ghosts and Goblins uh, yeah. has has a new soundtrack that's very uh, vibratey. Excellent. And, and European, <laughs> so there was some truth to that joke that we just told. Yeah. Um, and, uh, oh, if I had purchased a Gizmondo, if I hadn't been given one, I would have bought my it guess. Just, just to play Colors, yeah. That was my guess, yeah. yeah. Um, I, so, I almost beat that game, except it was impossible. Right, because the last mission... You were probably the only person to get that far. Yeah, the last um, mission didn't spawn. So I bought a PS2 because uh, I wanted to play Eco, and I bought a Dreamcast to play Shenmue. Oh I, yeah, I bought a Dream. I bought a PS2 to play Eco also. Yeah, um, I bought a PS3 to play Metal Gear Solid 4 because I figured why not? I played them all, and uh, well, there was other good stuff on the system, so I guess I don't regret that. And uh, I don't remember why I bought a 360. Just and in case, I, probably. Yeah, just in, just in case, yeah. Right. I'll admit that I bought the uh, N64 just to play Super Mario 64, because I'd, I'd played it in so many Toys R Us's sure. and Targets, that it was like, I'm going to get one of those. And I bought Pilot Wings as well, but that was not nearly the reason I bought it. So was it going to get me one of those, or got to get me one of those? It was got to get me one of those. Okay, that's what I thought. I was not yeah. ready to buy a PlayStation for a really long time. I never I bought the- one. I was never ready. I, was, uh- I, I, I Here's how unready I was. I bought a uh, PlayStation three times. I sold it twice, and uh, and then and then bought it again later. But every time I bought it, I bought it for a cheaper amount. So <laughs> I was never really ready to buy a to buy a, a PlayStation, but uh. I, I still bought one. I don't, I, I don't even know why I bought it. I bought it and I bought like Ridge Racer and I, I got Soul Edge for it. Like I didn't even like. There wasn't one game. It was like a year after it came out. I got one. So I guess the point is that uh, I was welcome to the next level, and that was fine. But ultimately, I wasn't ready. Yeah. I hear that. All right. This is actually a two-part question. So. Uh... The second part of this is which games will uh, push people over the edge for the current generation of consoles if that yeah. game doesn't exist already. I'd say uh, good, one. good ones. Yeah, good ones. That's yeah, a good, that's a good one. one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was playing uh, Trials Fusion on the PS4 the other day. Uh, I just just the demo. I, I didn't feel like spending twenty bucks for a game, but I probably should because it's really cool. But I was playing it and I was like, wow, these graphics are great. PlayStation 4 actually kind of does something, but I still didn't buy it. But I'm like, maybe if there were like 50 other games like that, that all had great graphics and were $20, I would I would recommend buying a PlayStation, but I don't know. I'd rather just get it for PC anyway. You know, I mean, what? I guess that uh, Titanfall was one of those. Right. Um, yeah. I don't really remember what the MPD results... Oh, I don't think the MPD results tracked the bundled consoles, so I don't know if that worked or not. Also, all the serious people were playing it on PC. True. 
which is hilarious because it was like their system seller for the X-Bone and it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good. I mean, like, of anything that's announced right now, I don't think anything is a system seller. Oh, yeah, no. I'll be getting myself a Wii U once uh, Bayonetta 2 comes out. To Anetta? Um, yeah. I can't think of any game that's going to... Bayatuna? Yeah, Bayatuna. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of any game that would compel me to spend $400... And sixty dollars, or and ten dollars, however many monies it costs. So, but I will once I, once I somehow get one of these consoles, I'll probably get games on it. But like, <clears throat> I don't know. It doesn't. I don't. I don't know that those days were ever particularly there for me, yeah. except when it comes to older stuff I already knew I liked. That's like, clearly getting games for a console, not. A yeah, yeah. And, and I think yeah. I think we said this on the show before, but I am well past the point in my life where I need to play any game. Yeah, I, I like I, I don't think any game is going to come out that I need to play, and there and therefore need to buy a system for. Um, it's possible that that need to play game will come out, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I could borrow it or something. Yeah, I mean one one of the things is. Like, I, I see uh, in my current field of view about 15 um, games of the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 generation that I have not played more than five minutes of. And uh, I own them because I'm interested in playing them. So if I haven't gotten those yet, I don't need to be buying any consoles for any new games that exist, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, my, my personal loose policy as a, a grown-up adult is uh, I just wait like a year mm-hmm. on, any, on any game, period. Because, I don't know, if you follow anybody who likes video games on Twitter, they're just shrieking about every new game as soon as it comes out. But which games do they still talk about two months later, you know, yep. or two weeks later? So it's like, I mean, people will be excited about literally anything that comes out. They're just like, oh my god, this is so great. And then they're not even talking about it. Like, I don't yeah. know. So I just wait like a year, and then if a game is still popular, or anybody's still talking about it, then I'll play it. The only yeah. reason I ever needed to be first uh, needed is a probably not even the right word, but the only time I really wanted to be the first person to play a thing was back when I was kind of reviewing stuff for Insert Credit. But oh, yeah. even then, it wasn't really a problem because it was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to be the first person to play this uh, import-only game and review it well like three months after it came out. It's just still nobody's touched it, so that, yeah. that, that wasn't even that timely. So I guess last year I did buy a Wii U just to play Super Mario 3D World, but oh, I yeah, guess I'm a, I'm a big weirdo, though. Because I did, I happened to have a bunch of money just lying around, and I, and I was like, oh, I guess I'll buy this. Uh, why not? And so I bought it. I feel kind of stupid about it now because it just sits there. And yeah, the game but... ended up being not that great, but... What, are you gonna, what, which... what would you be doing with that money if you didn't spend it? You'd just be blowing it on... Uh, drugs. Drugs, eat, probably. Eating food. Yeah, prostate drugs, I think. Prostitutes. Oh, no, I'm all right. Oh, man, those pretzels look really tasty. 
Hey, uh, Brandon, I think you'd like this place. Yeah? They have hors d'oeuvres there? Well, I mean, the party has... The hors d'oeuvres are from the restaurant that they that is upstairs. They built a restaurant and a miniature golf course in a building. And uh, so buying the console, in this case, is coming to San Francisco and playing the game is this wonderful miniature golf course that they built inside this old building. Very, very nice miniature golf course. And it has an action button entertainment exclusive game that you can only play here. So I have heard. So they, they make, uh, they've got Chicago-style pizza, pretzels, and corn dogs in their restaurant, and they everything's vegetarian. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, Brandon. I'll put it right inside of my pipe area. All right. Uh, here's our next topic from a listener. Uh, our, lis- uh, our listener, All Monsters, who gives us a lot of great hypothetical scenarios, uh, you've decided to found a small motorcycle gang made up of tough or cool video game characters. That's true. Who do you recruit, and what do you call your gang? Okay, so I don't know what to call my gang yet. Wait, are we deciding on this together or individually? Jaffe, what do you um, think? I think, you've all, I think you're all running together. You're, you're, yeah, you three are the co-founders okay. of... The okay, I've, I've, got, I've got a couple of nominees. Just listen. Listen real quick. Okay. Max Payne from mm-hmm. Max Payne. Uh, Blood Rain from Blood Rain. Kane from Legacy of Kane. Kane from right. Final Fantasy IV, The Dragoon. And Kane from Kane and Lynch. Kane from Kane and Lynch. Right. So it's Kane, 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 Blood Rain, and Max Payne. Okay. That How's that good. for starters? <laughs> that's pretty that, good. That's it. Um, yeah, I think we should move it. on. That's the end. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. I, I want to end that. That's good. Yeah, that's our topic. Okay, we're done. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, which video game developer do you think would make the best transition into the fashion industry? Hmm. Well, I know a few that have, but I wouldn't call them the best. The designer of uh, El Shaddai, the mm-hmm. art director guy, he he had some jeans made with Edwin, and I believe that that uh, ridiculous Nomura guy from the Final Fantasy stuff, I believe he's made some fashion-y things too. Um but I think the answer is maybe none of them. I don't know. None of them. <laughs> I'd be um, interested in possibly uh, Kim Swift, who strikes me as a very visual designer. Uh, Tim says Daisuke Ishiwatari of Guilty Gear, who does music, graphics, animation, programming. Um, yeah, Daisuke Ishiwatari, he has a, he's got an idea of the whole picture, which um, is pretty helpful when you're trying to create a product. I feel like Nomura... He he designs things that he thinks are visually interesting and doesn't necessarily consider how they would exist in the real world after that. Um, so, yeah, he probably wouldn't do the best job. I think that, actually, this is a, a, a perhaps controversial opinion, but I think that uh, Goichi Suda could, uh, could make a good transition because he's primarily a business person and he would just pay people to make really expensive clothes and he would probably be successful at that. I don't think it would be anything that I would want to wear. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, Tim says Goichi Suda wears what he's told to wear and uh, and I think that that actually could... Well, okay, it wouldn't be the best transition into fashion, but I think it would be an easy one. 
because he could just, you know, Japan loves to be told what to make in terms of their fashion, so uh, being told what to wear is not necessarily a detriment to them. Uh, How about a tale of tales? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. They could probably make some interesting-looking fashion. Yeah, Arya, Harvey, and her husband. Yeah. Uh, They could probably do some cool stuff. Um, How about uh, uh, whatever Ubisoft does, whatever Ubisoft Ubisoft Studio does uh, the Rayman games currently? Yeah, I think it's Montpellier. Yeah, that's the one. Those Ubisoft guys could maybe make some... The problem problem there is uh, they would design everything without arms and legs. And that, you know, because of Rayman. Yeah. That's, that's my joke. <laughs> joke. It'd just be this weird wrap that goes around your torso. Yeah, it's just kind of a... Well, it'd just be like a wife beater. It's all big. Yeah, like a, a big blob. Yeah. There, there's been a, there was a backlash recently against the use of the word wife beater, and I have decided that I should stop using it because while we, we've, gotten, we've all gotten so used to saying it that... Uh, it's pretty terrible, yeah. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's like we're we. It's like beating your wife is such a common and normal thing that we could name a whole kind of a f- article of clothing after it. What if yeah. we started calling them bife weeders? Bife weeders? Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would be okay with bife weeder. What do uh, we What do we actually call them? Tank tops. Tank tops. Yeah. Okay. I'm tank typing top. in the chat here. If you guys aren't seeing it, I I, I said that oh, it's not a wife beater. It's a tank top or it's an A shirt. I have been opposed to that expression for forever years, is what I typed. Yeah. Same way as uh, I, I do not like when people call large glasses uh, anything other than just big glasses. I don't like when they call them pedophile glasses or rapist glasses. Uh, I think it's gross to attach that to any particular item of clothing or object that has a utilitarian purpose. Yeah, and I agree with that. Um... Why not call those? Why not call a tank top a, a beer drinker? You know, or a a sports watcher, or something, or a mullet shirt, or something. I like, like sports watcher. That's good. That's what a guy wears while watching sports. Yeah. A stick, call, how about a beer stain magnet? You know, call it Put something like that. Watcher. I don't know. There's just so many more different levels you can go to. People just resort to uh, expressions that they've they've heard people use. This place is filling up with people, so I think I'm going to mute my microphone for the rest of the show and just keep okay. typing in the chat. Okay, Wait, I'll, read your, I'll read your types. Represent me. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'll okay. do it. Um, okay, we'll be here in spirit. The one, the one of these, those kinds of words that I have a, a little bit of a hard time letting go of, and I should, but uh, it's it's the pedophile mustache because mm-hmm. it's so it's it does tend to have a certain look to it, but you can't really tell what a pedophile is really going to look like. The, but it's just we have this idea. I, but I shouldn't. I, think that I call it the middle school mustache. Middle school mustache. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. There's a certain kind of nut that has the most offensive name of like anything ever that I'm not even gonna uh, say. Yeah, I know the nut. Yeah. Um. So I hope that one's dead forever now. It's mostly dead, and I I think it died out like 20 years ago. What are they actually called? Ah, oh, man, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> See? Yeah, exactly. How can it be dead if you only know it? I actually, I actually don't know which nut we're referring to. Uh, oh, Brazil nuts. There are Brazil nuts. Are they just Brazil nuts? That's all yeah, they're just Brazil nuts. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't Tim, know. Tim says he loves Brazil nuts. 
because uh, they're high in selenium. I don't I don't know what the bad word for Brazil nuts is. I've, uh, I've, on, I've only for, known them as Brazil nuts. Uh, for years, they were referred to as N-word toes. Never heard that in my life. I heard it from several people throughout my entire life. Wow. I've This yeah. is the first time I've ever heard that. And yeah. Tim's like, whoa, in all caps. Yeah. It's amazing. I, I had no idea. You know what? I tell you what. That's what growing up in Berkeley is all about. Uh, all right. that. But Tim never heard it either, and he didn't grow up in no Berkeley. So, uh, yeah. Well, I guess it's just me then. Oh, wait, Jaffe, too. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, so it is, it is surprising that Tim hasn't heard of it, given he grew grew up on military bases. Yeah, but right. he says I, they only eat almonds, almonds, and peanuts. Yeah. I I think it's mainly a New England thing. Huh? Maybe. I mean, I heard that in Vegas uh, from people from the East Coast, from like yeah. New York. And I only heard it on uh, radio shows from people from the East Coast. Man, I would be so embarrassed to be alive if I ever heard that. Right. Uh, here's our next topic, guys. Uh, but so before you, we do that, yeah. Tim says there were no Brazilian nuts, or even pistachios, where he done grew up. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so here's your mission. <laughs> your mission is to ensure that no one buys a particular video game that's coming out. Okay. Easy. The only thing you have control over is the title, but you can't change it to something that could get it pulled from display. Okay. Boogerman. <laughs> do we do we have to do we have to choose the uh, is it a particular game or are we just choosing it's, bad titles? It's the next. Let's say it's the next Call of Duty. Okay, okay it's the next Call of Duty, but we can name it whatever we want. It doesn't even have to say Call of Duty on it, right? Right. And uh, it can't it can't be something that uh, gets it say like a bad ESRB rating or gets pulled no. from shelves or anything. Right. Okay. That's the one rule. And we can't call it Murder Simulator because uh, it would sell more. Right. right, right. Not more than Call of Duty, but it would sell okay. Um, it has to be like a really fun name. If it, we're talking box retail product, right? Like, like yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Tim, Tim, Tim makes a good point. Make it a name clearly derivative, derivative of its predecessor. I would say a great way to do it would be to just like call it. Uh, Call the new Call of, Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty Platinum Edition. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What if, uh, we call, what if we called it Call of Duty Two? Yeah, that was my idea. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so everyone would think, oh, this is the old game. I've had this one already. It's in the derivative like... ones, which were Call of Duty Phantoms and Call of Duty Dark Ops. Call of Duty ex- uh, Expansion Pack. <laughs> Call of no, Duty. Who would buy that? See? Call of Duty colon the patch. <laughs> it's just like you, you it's a $60 game and people think they're just getting a patch. <laughs> uh what else? Uh I like Call of Duty Platinum, that's pretty good. But you no know, yeah. people would still buy that though. They would, but we're, tr- would we're pick trying it up to reduce and be like what's new in this. We're trying to reduce the sales, not um I mean we can't stop it forever, I don't think. I think Call right. of Duty 2 is pretty good. You can also call it Rock Band. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Rock Band 7. <laughs> we can't do anything like put an IGN watermark on the cover, can we? Like no, well, I guess, how, why would that discourage sales though? No, I'm I'm just thinking about like <clears throat> putting a bunch of things together to make it look like um like a like a pirate release. Mm. Like slight misspelling of the title. Um 
watermark on the cover. But I would see that and be like, what's this? See, yeah, like, you would. But well, and, and so there's a sale, possibly. Yeah, but we're, we're, Although I mean, we're going to sell like, oh, more than one no matter what, probably. Okay, okay. I don't think any game has ever sold zero copies that um, that was... Uh, actually, yeah, I, I wonder if any game has ever sold zero copies that is not, like, on iOS store or something. A physical game that sold zero copies. I'm sure it must exist, but... Uh... I don't, I'm not sure it must exist. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, I mean, somebody on the team's going to buy it, even. Right, that's true. So, Someone who worked on it's going to buy it. I wonder what the worst-selling, publicly available physical game was. Oh, wait, I haven't... No, this, this isn't going to work. It's, uh... But if you wanted people to just not play it, then, uh... Also, like, after Call of Duty Platinum, put the wrong system name there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Call of Duty for Xbox, a PS3 exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Call, Call of Duty Ouya, a retail box. <laughs> I think actually, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Put the name of a digital storefront, digital only storefront on the box. You know, say that that's where, but people might be too stupid to not buy it. I can't imagine that Ping Pals sold very much. No. You remember Ping Pals, Jaffe? Yeah, I remember Ping Pals. Ping Pals, for those who don't remember, was a uh, a an interactive chat uh, system that only used a local area uh, oh, yeah. connection on your Nintendo DS, which was in development before Nintendo announced that PictoChat just came with your DS. <laughs> they released it anyway. So, yes, you could buy a slightly different PictoChat uh, at GameStop. Yeah, but... but it, quickly, it, they very quickly, because I know how quickly they discounted it because I bought two copies of it. Because uh, within about two months, it, they were $5, brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bought two copies and chatted with myself and had a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I read some story about that, and they did sell some, but it, they did obviously have a problem. Well, and also being a launch title probably sold a whole lot more than failures uh, later in the DS's life. So yeah. I don't think that's actually up there. But it is an interesting question. Like, um, it depends on how you define availability. I mean, if we go back to like pre-crash, you know, there there were guys just sort of selling things out of the back of magazines um, that you know we have stories of people doing like mail-order discs that only sold like eight copies. You know, yeah. like, but I don't know if that counts as available. I would think store shelves with like good uh, displays would be available. Yeah, That's Jaffe's definition. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, uh, call it Call of Duty Two or Rock Band. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's our best strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's our next topic, folks. Uh, which video games have changed game design for the better? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think that, uh, I would like to say that Gunstar Heroes changed game design for the better, um, because of the snappiness that people, um, that people want out of that kind of game, bleeding into other things, but I would say that what it's mostly done is 
inspire a bunch of people who can't get that snappiness to try to recreate it and make a bunch of mediocre things that yeah. people then remember as being as good as that. And uh, and it kind of tarnishes the legacy of the original. Tim says tes- Tetris and Asteroids. I think Tetris yep. is a good one. That's Tetris true. is a great one. Like Tetris inspired people to just make simple games and focus on mechanics. Um, which yeah. They were kind of we were kind of shying away from at that time when people realized that home consoles meant that we could just kind of tell stories. Which you know nothing wrong with about that. But uh, Tetris I think swung us back into remembering the games are games, so I agree with that one. Um, I would say, I got a, a couple things here, like, I don't I don't know 100% if this is, I mean, it is the design, but it's also the uh, the programming, but Super Mario Brothers, uh, with uh, popularizing scrolling levels instead of screen by screen, because that was actually yep. a, kind of a big thing yep. at the time, and... Uh, and oh, I was I was gonna say another one. Well, I'm Mario sixty four sure. sort of defi- defined three D games for a while and how you interact with them. It's true, and I think that Call of uh, not Call of Duty, um, Gears of War, kind of uh, it proved that three D action games, three D shooting games, could be snappy and interesting because that that had happened before, but mm-hmm. not in a big enough way that everyone realized, oh, we can really do this now. And I think that actually did have a... You know, a lot of people tried to replicate um, Gears of War as well and not do that so well, but it was... I don't know, for some reason it was easier for people to 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 get on that train than the treasure train, I think. I mean, we shouldn't forget um, Sonic the Hedgehog really opened the gates for uh, games about mascots that were uh, animals and had attitudes. It's true. Oh, that yeah. was really important. Yeah, that, that, that just improved have... the whole landscape across the board. Yeah, we yeah. wouldn't have Bubsy or the Bubsy two, Bubsy Green Dog, the Beached Surfer Dude. I think that's an animal. Um, Tasmanian no, that's tiger. a guy. That's a dude. That's just a man. Or the acrobat. Look like a dude. Green Dog uh, is a man, just like less Gax. the unlikely. Gax, as we recently discussed, one of yeah, the best Gax. games of all time, which is Awesome is Possum, who, uh, as you may recall, at one point kicked Doctor Machino's butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, he sure did. Yeah. Air the Acrobat. Not very many of these games were very good. It's uh, not for Sonic the Hedgehog. Who would have kicked Dr. Machino's butt? I mean, like, could Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel do it? I don't know. Uh, uh, man, I, I don't know. Maybe his butt would have forever gone unkicked. You I don't know, like, in, in, in my fan fiction, like, Zero just takes him down easy, but, you know, that's not canon. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that um, that Rocket Knight fella... Could have done. Mm, totally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He can fly. I don't know. So does so that answer Tim, the question? Rocket Knight. Tim says yeah. something that I don't understand here. So he says, oh, zero the Kamikaze squirrel. squirrel is what he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got it, got it, Tim. You can stop typing. It's good. Yeah. Um, I guess if Sonic the Hedgehog never happened, then Mega Man would be the preeminent expert in taking down evil doctors. McGammon. Yeah, good old McGammon. Yeah. Uh okay, what other what other games? We're talking about electronic games. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. Oh what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Just let's get off the mascot. It's okay, so to. so game, games that uh, change game design. I mean Dungeons and Dragons. If we're going non-electronic, which no is no no, I think we're going. Part. I think we're staying electronic, right? Okay. Yes. Video games was video. Games. Okay. okay. Video games. Um. 
Let's see. I, 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 I actually, I mean, this is a stereotype answer for Frank, ha, 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 but uh, the, the, uh, the way Monkey Island redefined uh, adventure games to not kill you at all and just be about getting through the story and solving the puzzles, um, I think kind of translated over to games not particularly of that genre as well in positive ways. Um, I Similarly, would... I think uh, years from now, uh, The Walking Dead will be remembered as a video game that changed game design. Yeah, and that so. kind of became the next evolution of that. Maybe. I think there are going to be a lot of games like it, maybe, but... Um, I don't think it, they changed anything, though. Uh, I would say... Wait, what was I going to say? It was all queued up in my brain hole. And now it's gone. Well, the end. That oh, no, I remember. I remember. It, uh, this may be an unpopular opinion, but um, I actually think that, kind of contrary to the treasure example, Rogue sort of changed games for the better. Because now that everything's a rogue-like-like, not a rogue-like, but a rogue-like-like, um, you know, it's it's not that uh, that people took cues directly from rogue, but the ideas of permadeath and uh, grinding again at the same idea, the same um, thing, same level or whatever, and just getting better at it is... Uh, interesting, and I like how much people are exploring that and digging down into that. So I actually think that changed game design for the better, ultimately. Although, but the problem with roguelike games or roguelike-like games is that if you touch them for too long, they sap your energy and they absorb your powers. That's true. So. It's true. It's true. Um, but if they wear gloves... True. Yeah. Then, um, but you can never kiss. That's the problem. No, no, not at all. You can never okay. kiss. I think we've got a good collection of games here. Uh, this is our <laughs> next topic. Uh, <laughs> I thought you would want to talk about comic books, Jaffe. Okay, keep going. <laughs> no, no, no. This is not the comic book podcast. Uh, which game studios have most radically redefined their public image? Mine. No. Um, I don't know. Rovio. Uh, radically redefined. Let's Rovio see. went from having no public image to being the Angry Birds guys. No, yeah, they're, I, they're, I'm specifically thinking about a company that had a public image and now has a different public image. I see. Okay. Um, Sega? Silicon Knights. Yeah, Silicon well, Knights. Yeah, Silicon Knights is true. They changed a lot since Eternal Darkness in public perception. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Sega has changed a huge amount because they went from the company that you really loved and looked forward to the games of to the company that you feel bad for. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, come on, Sega. Stop Sonic this. Sonic Team specifically, right? Like, Yeah, be... Sonic Team, but just just Sega in general to me. Yep. Um, but yeah, Sonic Team is a, is, a, is a good one. How about Quantic Dream? I mean, like, early on, I feel like... We are all kind of hopeful for them, but I yeah. feel like at this point, unless you're someone who reviews video games for a living, you kind of hate their games. Yeah, I'd say the tide... That's a pretty good burn. i got to give myself... Popular, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say the tide of popular opinion has turned on that particular organization. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that's just within like my circles or not, but I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, man, Beyond Good Souls. Beyond Two Souls. Beyond good, good Souls. Beyond Good Souls is a two game. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, EA has had a pretty big one there where they used to be 
they went from the the bad boys to the big boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they, it's a long period of time over which that happened. But well, Activision is like the well, exact same story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Activision and EA and Blizzard changed their public image a lot. Mm, that's Did true. they? Yeah, they were like the go- they were like the goofy uh, Vikings guys, and yeah. uh, then they oh, yeah. were the uh, strategy RPG guys, and now they're the MMO guys. I don't feel like the strategy RPG guy face is very different from the MMO face, though. I think yeah. it's it's different enough. Hmm. Well, you you weren't you saying the most radical changes or not? Maybe not. Uh, yeah, they they are the most I, radical. I I would definitely not put Blizzard in the most radical. What about Rare? People used to actually oh, yeah. like Rare, but there's—I don't know what Rare even is anymore. I think. I mean, what do they? What do they do? What are they doing right now? I don't know if they exist anymore. I think they might have been absorbed. I was just talking about this recently, but without any knowledge of the situation. Do you remember when people treated Microsoft acquiring Rare like the day the music died? No. Uh, <laughs> but I believe it. Um, yeah, I wanna, everyone I, wanna... I knew who was into video games was in mourning when they heard that they had taken them from Nintendo. I guess you didn't know me yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, so Tim has a joke. You guys yeah, are I was going to read his joke as well. Right. Oh, uh, why don't you go? You got this. Okay. Uh, Tim says, Zynga really knocked it out of the park slash earned a lot of respect from gamers with Farmville too. Uh, yeah. And then he said that was a joke. And Rare still exists. They make avatars for Microsoft. They made that Connect Sports game thing, which is true. Yeah, that I knew. But like, how long ago was that? And are they still doing stuff? Yeah. Oh, they made a they made an Xbox One one. Oh, like Connect. Okay, the Connect Adventures or whatever. Yeah, Connect yeah. Box One. Connect Box, as it's known. <laughs> uh, and uh, so yeah, those those guys are not the best. Uh, Square. Maybe. Yeah, like like people don't really go like, ooh, Square is still Square. I mean, that doesn't really happen. Capcom, I guess, the same thing. Team Kojima? No, I think Capcom is a, is in a better situation than Square. They sure. don't get super excited about it, but they get super excited about some properties still. But yeah. like when when uh when final a new Final Fantasy comes out, the majority of like p- uh positive opinion is like, well, guess I better give it a shot. Can't be as bad as the last one. Um, yeah. Konami? Yeah, I was thinking specifically Kojima team, but yeah, Konami also. Konami in general is like, I don't know, they might release a Castlevania once in a while. But, you know, I think there's still an irrational love of Kojima out there. Sure. Which, yeah, I, I, think, I, uh, I think team Kojima is still presents the same image uh, on a global scale as it always did. Don't make no sense to me. Tim uh, says uh, it was really weird and sad. Definitely post Kingdom Hearts Square. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I just uh, conflated two. Uh, yeah, you put two things together. Sorry, sorry Tim. Sorry. You gotta read. Gotta read these. Post these... Kingdom Hearts Square is a, is a drastically different uh, company. Yeah. Public reception than pre Kingdom Hearts Square. Yeah. And that's a, true. Oh, you know. Also, I mean, I guess one has to say Nintendo because Nintendo. Like I, I, I was just talking about this with Christian Nutt yesterday. Um, Nintendo fans are just they're having such a hard time right now because Nintendo is not making things for them not really uh, they're, they're making uh, they're making things for the audience they want not for the audience that wants to be their audience so uh, Nintendo has a weird 
people have a weird relationship I mean, with Nintendo what, now. What do they want? We just got like a link between worlds and Super Mario 3D World like months ago. Yeah, well, you know, some they they also want I think what they really want which they don't realize they want is new things that mm. feel like cool Nintendo games yeah. that you can play with a controller and that you don't have to do any weird stuff with. I think I read that's what that they want. 2 hours ago Nintendo just uh uh, issued a patent for a, a portable system with swappable buttons. Oh, man. What? Buttons. I didn't read that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's like breaking news. I, so I didn't know much about it. So Tim says that Square, uh, post-Kingdom Hearts, uh, went from making games people thought would blossom into adult entertainment to making fanfiction factories. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's and then weird. they bought IDOS, and that was weird. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, here's our next topic. I think we covered that one pretty well. Okay. Uh, you've been paid to DJ your rich neighbor's 10-year-old child's birthday party. Right. Okay. He's requested that you only play music from video games. What makes it into the mix? Is there any music in Minecraft? Yes. Okay, just that. On is, it par- is it party music, though? Oh, man, you know what? Have you ever been in a place where... Uh, where there are kids, and then Minecraft music starts playing. Have, has that ever happened to you? No. I don't okay. know. Well, it, is, it has happened to me. I went to this kind of like video game symphony performance thing, and the kids were all sitting there pretty silent and stuff, and they were, they were just playing songs from various games, and as soon as some Minecraft stuff started happening, like ten kids, and it was, it was, there were only like maybe 80 people there, period, Ten kids just stood up and started shrieking because Minecraft <laughs> was happening. So uh, amazing. it is party music. Uh, Tim says Hilltop Zone from Sonic 2, Emerald Hill Zone, 2P Mode from Sonic 2. Yeah. I also would say um, Mystic Cave Zone. Yeah, well. I was thinking that too, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, uh, I think Emerald Hill Zone two player mode is is the winner of the three for for a ten year old child. We should imagine that this is a ten year old child who's somehow very well versed in video games. But well, like long- I was gonna say, like nah, Halo. I'm not doing you know, that. Like, right. you put them, okay. Well, why would I assume that? Like, yeah. What's- Jaffe, if you if you wanted to if you wanted us to choose like the best party video game music, you would have had to. Exclude the word ten-year-old from right. it. Uh, yeah, but who, but it it would be lame to do to do video game music for anything but a ten-year-old child. No birthday. way. I th- I would say the people most likely to do that are thirty-year-olds that play Pokemon, which is like most of the insert credit demographic, and that's not even yeah. an insult. Yeah, that's true. I guess. Um, no, I, I definitely know for sure that that's true. Yeah. Uh, Tim's got some turtles in time suggestions. Uh, Sewer surfing. Big Apple. Surfing. Three a.m. Yep. Technodrome, let's kick show. So would we just do the voice samples or the songs also? Oh, we would do the songs, but they would have to have the voice samples in them. Um, each okay. loop for an hour. I agree with him. Just let each of those three loop for an hour. So <laughs> should we should we get rid of the the ten year old? Yeah, let's get, let's x the ten year old. Okay, oh, so, so now just now like what's cool video game music to play at a party? Yeah, now we've there, got a, Now it's a party with all of our listeners invited. All right, oh, no. so I'm definitely playing several songs from Sonic R, such as "Living in the City," yeah. and "You're the One That Makes Me Feel So High." Uh, I'm gonna play the <laughs> the the Sonic CD intro music. Um, I'm gonna surprise everyone after a bunch of uh, instrumentals by playing 
the song that everybody thought they hated and then came around to liking later, which is the original vocal intro music for Street Fighter IV. Um, yeah. if, you, mm. if you go back and listen to that again, you're like, ha, this song, that's funny. And uh, Tim says appropriately, toot toot Sonic Warrior, because that is indeed what should happen in um, Sonic, uh, Sonic CD. Uh, he I also said it's a 30-year-old uh, having a video game music party. It would probably be a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. A lot of Sonic, um, some uh, some Pokemon's songs. Yeah. Um, Mortal vs. Combat 2, Gonna Take You for a Ride, says Tim. Also, I think people would really appreciate the, uh, the main theme from Savage, because uh, that's really fun. Um... <clears throat> Yeah. Well, see, for our audience, uh, I would do the the Super Mario ripoff song from Deadly Premonition. Oh yes, yes, that's a good one. If this yeah. were like a rave with drugs, I would uh, put on the Streets of Rage uh, soundtrack. No, I'd put on don't. the really stupid uh, Cool Spot uh, bonus level song. You guys should look that up if you haven't heard it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what else? What else is good? Cool stuff. Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love that cool stuff. I mean, we've already got like a six-hour party at this point. Yeah, it's it's true. I'm getting tired. I gotta go home. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's. When it's time for everyone to go home, we're gonna play some depressing near music, and everyone will just yeah, they'll feel like they have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing clears a room like near. That's right. Uh, here's our next topic. This is going to be a monthly topic uh, starting this month. Uh, I'm calling it Mock Market. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, what our audience may not know about us is that we're all very... well, stu- we're all very well studied and experienced stock market analysts, mm-hmm. and we'd like to share our expertise with the audience and uh, uh, let them know which video game stocks uh, they should invest in or unload based on the current market. Mm-hmm. So, what are the hot tips? Oh, I thought you were going to. Oh, like, I thought you were going to give us, us a prompt. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to ask. It's like ask, give us a company and ask if it's a uh, a buy neutral or sell. All right. Yeah, that <laughs> was my go. presumption, but we can yeah. we can try it this way for this one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you have some off the top of your head. Okay, so here's here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh I'm going to put um uh Shinra Corporation, yeah, which is uh, the 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 Final Fantasy biz uh and the uh and Umbrella Corporation. So, I'm going to say mm-hmm. Umbrella Corporation is going to do super well because uh, biotech is is big and, you know, really what's a few casualties uh, in a place nobody's ever heard of? Who go, who really lives in Raccoon City? Anyway, uh, ca- casualties are within acceptable limits and so I think they're going to bounce back and Umbrella Corporation and their, their, their biotech um, industry is going to take it to the next level with, uh, you know, private military contractors and that sort of thing. And, you know, on, on the flip side, I'd say Wiley Tech is definitely a sell, sell now. I mean, yeah. like, just get rid of it because uh, this guy is just blowing money with his themed uh, levels for all these robots. That, uh, yeah. It's, and it's, it's just, there's no uh, incoming profit stream anymore. He's just going after, you know, his own weird ideas and, and just uh, blowing money. So just se- definitely sell Wiley Core. 
Um, yeah. oh, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be cautiously cautiously optimistic about um, uh, Dr. Robotnik's uh, corporation because so you know Warren Warren Buffett uh, yeah. when he's when he's looking at um, companies to invest in he wants to know if you know everyone's involved everyone at the top is involved in production and. Yeah. Uh, and when he sees that happening, he feels like that's a business that's going to grow well because the people at the head understand, you know, they understand the business from the, from top to bottom. So they really they they can see where that market's going. And you know, Robotnik, he he personally mans every robot, that yeah. he, every giant robot that he creates. So you know, while while he does get thwarted pretty uh, on the regular right now, you know, Sonic Sonic is not going to be in this market forever, right. and. Uh, and so I'd I'd say you know play the long game and uh, you know maybe maybe look at uh, at Robotnik right now. And well, this is, this is a really good time to buy also because stocks took a dip after those headlines came out that uh, his name was actually Robotnik. Right. And uh, so the stock market uh, reacted very negatively to that, which I think is a little short-sighted. Yeah. Because uh, I mean, even if that's that ends up being true, and the results of that trial have not been disclosed just yet. Um, I don't think it's going to matter ultimately uh, what his actual name is. And uh, while I'm still speaking breathlessly, uh, Tim wants us to know that uh, he tweeted about a week ago that he's selling 1% of all future video ball sales for about a million dollars. In fact, exactly a million dollars. So uh, that's a hot tip from Tim Rogers. Mm-hmm. How are you guys um, feeling yeah. about Hudco, the guys who make all the uh, heads-up displays? Hmm. I feel like, you know, while they are... Uh, while they don't do the best job, they're currently, you know, as you said, they do all the heads-up displays. So they're, they, they've got the market pretty well cornered. Heads-up displays so. aren't going to go away. I mean, you no. know, people are a little cold on them lately, but they're not going to go away. So that, Yeah, that's I would point. say, you know, if you've got your stocks, hold on to them. Yeah, but, you know, don't invest right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, probably, they're probably on a downward slope, but, you know, they could surprise you. Um, they haven't announced their quarter release just yet, but uh, looking forward to that. Oh, t- uh, analyst uh, Tim Rogers says that people are going to love HUDs all over again with uh, the advent of virtual reality. Mm, yeah. Possibly. Well, no, I think HUDs may go away because uh, v- uh, VR HUDs are kind of... They're really weird because I, oh, I like. Have you ever looked at titles on in movies in a 3D movie? It's, well, yeah, it's but like, that's different than like like uh, there's there's a lot of Oculus Rift games right now that have the HUD sort of incorporated into your view, like you're wearing a helmet. Yeah, yeah. And you are wearing a helmet, in fact. It's it's very much like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like that. It's, it's so much like that. Um. Yeah, and uh, Shinra, I think that they're probably going to team up with a group like um, Umbrella in the future. They, uh, you know, they got a lot of they got a lot of uh, agents. They do not seem to be on on any verge of getting destroyed. So Shinra is probably going to be okay. Now I know that WarioWare has been making some interesting decisions lately. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they're they're uh, you know they're one they're one to watch. They make uh, risky decisions. They, you know, they, it's it's one of those situations where where uh, these these risky things could pay off or just could uh, blow up in their faces. Luckily, 
their uh, shareholders have been on board with uh, most of the decisions. Uh, Nine Volt, in particular, has been sort of rallying the shareholders into uh, into uh, charging forward with their products. So I don't I don't anticipate any problems with WarioWare. But you know, again, I wouldn't invest right now. Yeah. Well, so the reason the reason I don't want to invest in WarioWare is because you know they uh, they're too quick to change. They make yeah. a lot of split decisions, and True. they uh, you know they they shift trajectory, you know, like every few seconds, it feels like. Yeah. So, you know, I, I can't, I, I wouldn't want to predict where this company is going to go. So that's a, that is a risky buy. That's been yeah. our stock market update. We'll get back to you next month. <laughs> I think that went well. Yeah, uh, I didn't expect it. We're going to uh, wrap up with a twist on best to worst called guess to worst. Hmm. Uh, so usually what I do is I give you five things and I make you rank them from best to worst. Oh no! This time I'm going to give you the five things, and you're going to write down you're going to write them down in the order that uh, you would rank them, and then you have to guess how your other two panelists rank them. Ah, uh, no, I, I heard guest to worst, and I thought yeah. we were going to rank our guests from best to worst. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh man! <laughs> Well, if that happens, then Hamish Peter Todd is definitely number one. Uh, okay. Oh. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to this show. Uh, yeah, so, we'll see. Uh, so here is the list of games we are ranking from best to worst. Mutant League Football, Uncharted 2, Xenogears, Blaster Master, and The Longest Journey. That's that's fun. Um, I, I know... Who, uh, how did you, how did you determine this list? Yeah. Oh, uh, randomly. Okay. Really? Oh, randomly? Yeah. That's great. Okay. Hmm. I'm gonna, so we're, we all have to make our own order and then we guess everybody else's order? Yes. yes. I just oh, want to say that that this segment was, uh, was my idea. I, I, I thought this would be a great idea, so. It was. I think it is a pretty good idea. We're about to find now out. That I'm, I mean, full disclosure. Um, Looking at it, improv right. was also Tim's idea initially. So keep that oh, in mind. No. But why? Improv zone rules. We're gonna do it again, <laughs> real soon. All right, I'm gonna try to write up what I think are uh, Brandon and Frank's list. That's a good idea. I, I gotta look one of them up. Okay. That's hilarious as that is. Okay. Wait, which one do you gotta look up? Oh. Yeah, that would kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah, that would ruin it. <laughs> so it's right. gonna be, Just put it at the bottom. It's going to be a little quietness up. going on here. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. Blaine Brown can edit in a fun song. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good job, Brain. I don't want it. This is difficult. Yeah. All right, let me know when you have your lists. Okay. Alright, I am done. And you ranked ours too? Yep. Good job. Uh. Uh. What? Okay. I'm not ready. Um, if it helps, uh, uh, I, I sort of ranked mine based on, like, what I would play right now, if handed to me. Okay. 
because I know best is kind of subjective, so that's the, that's the way I went. Right. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily have to be the way you go. No. No. I, I just thought I'd be helpful. Thanks. You're welcome. You guys Man. are thinking too much. No, I I mean, I I had to think for a long time about oh, what mine was. Oh, my microphone muted. Uh, I'm, uh, I think I'm ready. I'm Brandon, are you ready? Um, I can be ready. Are you ready so, now? Right. Are, are we, uh, how are we submitting these to you, Jaffe, so that... I think we're just going to say them and then we're yeah. going to yeah. trust each other. Okay. Uh, Frank... Uh, Frank, uh, no, we're going to say them, and then there's the honor system. Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, so me, what am I doing? Am I just reading mine? Uh, no, Frank. First, you're go. You're going to uh, say what wow. you think uh, Tim's list is. All right, I think Tim's going to put Uncharted two at the top. I think he's going to throw an audible here. So yeah, Uncharted two. Give yourself. Then uh, Mutant League Football, Xeno Gears, Blaster Master, and then the Longest Journey. Tim, how many spaces did he get right? Mastermind this. Okay, um, hold on. Tim, uh, uh, can, you, can you read that again? Did you hear that? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't hear it. No, I yeah, was I'm gonna. Kidding. I'm gonna paste it in chat. I'll just so, read it so again. Th- that's what I guessed for you, Tim. Uh, Ooh. Oh, sure. Uncharted two, Mutant League football, Xeno Gears, Blaster Master, then the longest turn. Okay. Well, you got one right. Did he get it exactly? Okay, okay, one right. Brandon, what was your guess for Tim? Um, it was Mutant League Football, Uncharted 2, Blaster Master, Xeno Gears, The Longest Journey. How many did Brandon get right? Brandon got less of them right. Zero? Zero right. Wait, um, I'm going to go ahead and say that Brandon got uh, one, got two of them right. Oh, oh, so, Brand- so Brandon knows you better than Frank. Uh, Wait, maybe not. Maybe not. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, Frank got them all out of order. It's amazing. Yeah, the it's order fun. that I just taped in. So mine so, is mine. I have zero, and Brandon has two. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, say that Brandon got my first and last ones right. All right, uh, Tim, what was your order? Wait, no, Frank. I guess you got the last one right then. Tim, what was your order? My list was. Mutant League Football, Blaster Master, Uncharted 2, Xenogears, The Longest Journey. Oh, no, right. I got I got three right. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, you got, that's what I said. Now, yeah, Tim, okay. I want you to guess uh, Frank's list. All right, I'm going to paste it in. Okay. Uh, I'm also going to read it. Uh, uh, hold on. I didn't type one of them. Oh, uh... I, I said Blaster Master, The Longest Journey. Blaster Master, The, long, uh, the Longest Journey, Mutant League Football, uh, Uncharted 2, Xenogears. No, Xenogears, Uncharted 2. That's my final answer. Uh, okay, uh, your final answer moved it to zero. Well, oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, Brandon? Okay, uh, I guess I have. To, I guess I have to honor system, but I would I would have changed it because I think I think what threw me off is Frank saying what he would uh, most like to play if handed to him right now. Because I when he, after you said that I changed longest journey from number one to number two, but okay. um, I said uh, Blaster Master, longest journey, Uncharted two, Mutant League, fo- League football, Xenogears. So Blaster Master, hang on, Longest Journey. Turret 2, Mutant 
uh, zero. You both got zero. Wow. T- uh, Frank, what was your list? Uh, Mutant League Football, Blaster Master, Xenogears, Uncharted 2, then The Longest Journey. I actually do not like The Longest Journey at all. I thought it was really? a really bad game. Yeah. Oh, that, that's surprising. It's a surprise I, to me, too. I, I thought that was going to I thought that was gonna throw everybody for a loop. Uh, yeah, I, I, I assumed that also, but no, just because it's a adventure game doesn't mean it's good. It's actually a bad adventure game. Yeah. Okay, uh, so now uh, the score is Brandon 2, Frank 0, Tim 0. But this is the last round. No, I have three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brandon 3, yes. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, uh, uh, now we have to guess uh, Brandon's list. So Frank, yeah, this, this is this is really hard because I don't want to play any of these games. Yeah. Frank, so, guess well, Tim, Tim, Tim already pasted his I just pasted game. mine in there. Okay, yeah. so Tim, what's, uh, read yours aloud. Um, I oh, said oh, uh, Blaster Master, Blaster Master, Uncharted, Mutant League, Xenogears, The Longest Journey. Yeah, uh, Tim that was got. My guess. Tim got. Wait, how many? One, two, three of them. Right. Oh wow! Ah, three of them. Three of them. Now, okay. Frank? Yeah, I'm gonna. What's your list? And Tim, uh, mute mic, please. He's not gonna mute his mic. Okay. Um. All right, so I got. At the top, Xenogears, Blaster Master, Uncharted 2, Mutant League Football, and then The Longest Journey. Uh, you got two right. Okay. So, our... So, I well, guess... What, what, is Tim, what is Brandon's list before we do that? Yeah, Brandon. My, li- my list is uh, Xenogears, Uncharted 2, Mutant League Football, Blaster Master, and The Longest Journey. But, in truth, I don't really want to play any of these games. Xenogears right. is only at the top because of music. Okay, uh, here's the tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. The, the tiebreaker, uh, Tim and Frank, guess which of these games I would want to play most. Which would be my number one? Your number one on here? Yes. Keep in mind uh, I have played none of these games. Uh, Alright, I'm going to go with Xenogears. Tim? I was going to say that too, Xenogears. Well, I guess you're both right, so the tie remains. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last, uh, one last tiebreaker. One last tiebreaker. Um, uh, rank these. Uh, let's see. Uh, rank these games from uh, best to worst. Uh, man, man, man. For uh, who? Uh, what? Yeesh. Uh, ooh, I, I, I'm, I'm I can't think of this. this is the best time. you can do for a tiebreaker, Jabby. Yeah, yeah, I think it can just be a tie. Yeah. It can't be a tie. This is America, Brandon. We can uh, we can guess what your second most wanting to play game is. Yeah, okay, that's... yeah, that's it. Guess what my second most wanting to play game is. I'm gonna go. Uh... Oh, uh, let, let Tim go first this time, since I was. Okay. Oh, well, I was just gonna guess something you didn't. So <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, the longest journey. I was gonna say Blaster Master. You're both wrong. Okay. Okay. So the next one, the third most. Well, what is your second? Uh, Uncharted 2. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to go your third, your third most is Blaster Master. The longest journey. Blaster Master. Okay. So Frank I wins. guess I win. All right. Okay. You win? <laughs> yeah. Finally. Good. All right. Are we done then? Yeah. We're, uh, we're almost done. Oh. There's one more thing I want to do. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I want to end our shows from now on by having each of you recommend one piece of media for our listeners to experience between this and next week. It could be a book, a movie, an album, a TV show, or even a video game. 
I would recommend uh, watching the film Glengarry Glen Ross at least five times. Okay. That's your homework assignment from Tim. <laughs> you can watch it once uh, if you don't have time. It's on Netflix. All right, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm intentionally trying to be a little weird, but honest. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the book Sea Biscuit, uh, not the movie Sea Biscuit, but the book that the movie was named after, because it is one of my favorite uh, works of journalism. Is the book Sea Biscuit? And um, Brandon? Well, I feel like I should choose a different medium since uh, we've already got two covered, but I'm. I guess. I'm going to go with the book again because I've been reading books. I've been reading this 30 Strange Stories by H.G. Wells right here. Uh, it's a bunch of his um, not necessarily sci-fi, uh, more weird fiction short stories. And H.G. Wells is just a... Uh, he's got so many ideas, and he puts them together in such a pleasing and easy-to-read way that it's just like... It really makes you think about your own ideas a lot because it's um, it's just uh, it's it's creative. It and it makes you want to be that way as well. And it's uh, it's really good. It's really readable for stuff that was written over a hundred years ago. So there you go. Uh, and, well, that's your homework assignment, guys. Uh, you can also uh, find old episodes on podcast.intercredit.com or subscribe to us on iTunes, which we're up on again. You can leave a review uh, if you've got nice stuff to say. We like <laughs> reading those. Uh, you, can, uh, keep, you can stay aware of when we record live uh, by joining our Facebook group, facebook.com slash icpodcast. And if you are listening live, then you can na navigate the Google Plus uh, comment system you can uh, hang around after the show for a uh, Q&A session with, with whoever has time to stick around after the show. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Brandon's at Necrosofty. Frank's at Frank Zafaldi. Tim's at 108. Do you have any last plugs? Uh, no, nothing for me. No, I'm all right. I think I'm good. All right. Well, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And now, you're playing with podcasts. Podcast over, yeah!